Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Hi guys, my name is Jen. I'm the host here. And man, we are just chewing through the Old Testament. I've been doing this podcast for about three years now and I just, I can't believe how far into the Old Testament we are. I expected this podcast with how fast I'm going to take about seven years in total. But I think it might actually be shorter than that. I'm not sure though, because I haven't like written out every single episode that I'm going to do from now until the end of the Bible. But uh, I expected to take about seven years, but I don't know if it will anymore. I don't know to get through the whole Bible. But okay, today we are in 1 Samuel chapter 1 to start out season 7. Now here's a quick history of the book of Samuel, because actually 1 and 2 Samuel were one book when it was first written, but it later got divided into two books after the translators of the Septuagint separated the two books. So now we have 1 and 2 Samuel, even though technically they're the same book. And so the author of Samuel is actually, we don't know. <laughs> We don't actually know the author of Samuel. Samuel himself could have written parts of Samuel, but we do not know who actually wrote the book of Samuel because when the book of Samuel was written, it was almost completely after Samuel's death, right? So we're not really sure who wrote the book of Samuel. Now, the book of 1 Samuel could be divided very easily into two categories, the life of Samuel and then the life of Saul, the first king of Israel. So with all that being said, let's get into 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 18 today. And this chapter, this portion that we're going to read today, is probably one of the most encouraging to women who are unable to have children. I think in the entire Bible, a lot of women like to go to this particular chapter when wishing for a baby. So let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as I always do. But please feel free to read out the version of the Bible that you like to read out of. And also grab that cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning. And let's go ahead and read 1 Samuel 1, verses 1 through 18. Now there was a certain man of Ramatham Jotham, of the hill country of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. And the name of his one wife was Hannah, and the name of the other, Panina. Panina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up out of his city from year to year to worship and to sacrifice to Yahweh of armies in Shiloh. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, priests to Yahweh, were there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he gave portions to Panina, his wife, and to all of her sons and her daughters. But he gave a double portion to Hannah, for he loved Hannah. But Yahweh had shut up her womb. Her rival provoked her severely to irritate her because Yahweh had shut up her womb. So year by year, when she went up to Yahweh's house, her rival provoked her, and therefore she wept and didn't eat. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why don't you eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of Yahweh's temple. She was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed to Yahweh, weeping bitterly. She vowed a vow and said, 
Yahweh of armies, if you will indeed look at the affliction of your servant and remember me, and not forget your servant, and give to your servant a boy, then I will give him to Yahweh all the days of his life, and no razor shall come on his head. As she continued praying before Yahweh, Eli saw her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Get rid of your wine. Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have not been drinking wine or strong drink, but I poured out my soul before Yahweh. Don't consider your servant a wicked woman, for I have been speaking out of the abundance of my complaint and of my provocation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. She said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her facial expression wasn't sad anymore. So the chapter starts out by talking about this guy named Elkanah, okay, and he was an Ephraimite and lived in this area called Ramathaim Zophim, <laughs> Ramathaim Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim. And so this man, an Ephraimite, had two wives, and we always know that when we see a man in the Old Testament with multiple wives, we just know that there's going to be some sort of disaster <laughs> in that man's family. And we know this because, first and foremost, it always happens. There is not one single story in scripture of a successful marriage between a man and two wives, okay? It just doesn't happen. And secondly, it's not God's design, right? Because we know from the very beginning of the Old Testament, God's design for marriage was one man and one woman, not anything else. So anything outside of God's design for marriage is just not going to work. It's There's going to be some sort of problem involved. And so the second you see in verse two that this man named Elkanah had two wives, you just have to know that some sort of drama is about to ensue, right? So the drama ensues. It says the name of the one wife was Hannah and the name of the other wife was Panina. Now what's interesting is that it doesn't actually say whether or not Hannah was the first or second wife. And if she was the second wife, it would make a lot of sense as to why Panina hated Hannah so much, right? Because Panina, if she was the first wife, obviously would have hated if her husband went out and got a younger, more beautiful wife, right? Which is probably what potentially happened because we know that Elkanah loved Hannah, but it does not say the same about Panina. So we don't know if Hannah was the second wife or the first wife. Now, if Hannah was the first wife, you can imagine how much more terrible this would be for Hannah herself, right? Because Hannah, being the first wife and unable to have children, perhaps that was the reason why Elkanah went out and got a second wife, namely Panina, because Panina had a bunch of children and Hannah remained childless for years and years and years is what it says. It actually says that year after year after year passed and nothing happened. Hannah remained childless. And Hannah was probably like, I don't understand why I'm childless. She probably thought that, you know, there was something wrong with her. We don't know. And if she was the second wife, maybe there was some guilt involved with that as well. Because even though it was culturally appropriate back in these days to become a second wife or to have a second wife, 
still, I think something internally tells you that there's something wrong with that, right? Now, children back in these days, once again, and I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, children were valued. They were very highly valued. Now, in today's day and age, children are not valued basically at all, which is a huge problem, I think, in modern society. Children not being valued because children are the future. And if we're looking towards the future, obviously, we're going to want children. So that's these days. But children back in in Hannah's day and age were considered very valuable. And so women wanted children. And if you didn't have a child, you were looked at very differently. You were looked at like you were cursed, like there was something wrong with you, like there was something wrong with your husband, maybe. And so a woman not having children was probably like a, like she would have been a social outcast, right? So already there's so many facets to the story that we can think about, but because scripture doesn't go into detail about some of the stuff, we can only speculate. But here's what it says, though. Every year, Elkanah would go up to Shiloh, where the temple was, and would sacrifice to God. He would sacrifice to God, and he would give a portion of the sacrifice to his wives. And so he would give a good hunk of meat to Panina and all of Panina's kids, and then he would give a double portion of that meat to Hannah. And so Hannah, you know, she's got this huge hunk of meat, (laughs) from her husband every year. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine it felt like a like a pity gift, you know, to Hannah. Like, I can just imagine. But, you know, Panina sees Hannah gets, gets this huge hunk of meat, bigger than what Panina and all of her children get. And you can see that Panina is extremely jealous of Hannah. You can see it because she doesn't like Hannah. And she provokes Hannah every single time they all go up to Shiloh to worship God together. And so Panina sees that Hannah is loved. And so she's always like, ha, Hannah, you know, I have all the children. You don't have any children. That sucks for you, doesn't it? And so Hannah would cry and cry and cry and cry every single time. And so this trip every year was miserable for Hannah. It was constant misery. And I'm sure she honestly lived in constant misery. And to make matters worse, Here's what her husband says to her. So Alcana, her husband says to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why don't you eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? <laughs> oh, man. Hannah's probably like, get out of here. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, here's the thing. You know, Hannah has to share Alcana with this other woman, Panina. You know, and, and yet Elkanah is saying to her, am I not better than 10 sons to you? And Hannah's probably like, no, you're not. Like, I can't even have you to myself. Like, you regularly sleep with another woman and produce children with another woman, you know. And so it's just it's just bad. Like, the entire story, I feel bad for Hannah. Like, I, I truly feel like she was 100% miserable. And, you know, that's what marriages that aren't in line with God's design. That's what happens. You know, everybody's miserable. So Hannah rose up after they finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. So, you know, this is going on for year after year after year. And so finally, Hannah has just had enough. And so she goes to the temple by herself is what it says. Now it says that Eli, 
who was the priest of this time period, was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of Yahweh's temple. And it says that Hannah was in bitterness of soul and she prayed to Yahweh, weeping bitterly. Now you can imagine how distraught Hannah must have been to go to the temple by herself, first and foremost. And secondly, to be pouring out her heart like that in a very public setting. You know, people don't often do that unless you are extremely distraught. I don't like to cry in public. I'm sure most people don't like to cry in public. So you can see that Hannah was truly upset about all of this. So she's weeping and she's crying out to Yahweh in her heart. And it says that she vowed a vow. And she says, Yahweh of armies, which is apparently a name that the people had for Yahweh at this time, Yahweh of armies, similarly to God of angel armies, right? So she says, Yahweh of armies, if you will indeed look at the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget me, but give to your servant a boy, then I will give him to Yahweh all the days of his life. No razor shall come on his head, is what she says. So she prays out this prayer in her heart and she's making this vow to Yahweh. And this is a vow, I believe, that was not a bad vow to take. We've talked about bad vows in the podcast before. This, I don't think, was a bad vow because Hannah was able to keep it. You know, she she gave a vow that she wanted to do and that she was going to keep And so she's imploring Yahweh to grant her a baby, to grant her a son specifically. And so as she's praying before Yahweh, Eli, the priest who is sitting there, sees her mouth. (laughs) And so Hannah was speaking only in her heart is what it says. And her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So she was distraught. You know, she's crying and weeping, but she's, you know, saying words in her heart but not speaking them audibly. And you know, that's the thing, you know, if if some of you listening to this podcast think that God can't hear your inner thoughts or that God can't hear what's happening in your heart or that you have to say your prayers out loud for God to be able to hear them, then that is wrong thinking. It's not biblical thinking because you can see here that Hannah was praying all these things in her heart and in her mind. And yet, as we're going to find out, God was able to hear everything that Hannah was thinking to him. So God can see and hear your thoughts. So Eli, not knowing what's happening, thinks that Hannah is drunk because obviously Eli is not God. He does not know what's going on in Hannah's heart. He sees something he doesn't see every single day, which is interesting because the priest You know, being one of the priests, you would think that you would see more people coming and crying and distraught. But that just shows how abnormal this was for Hannah to do, how abnormal it was for women to come to the temple and pray like this at the temple. Eli, who was an older man at this time period, didn't know that Hannah was distraught and was crying and praying out to God. So that just goes to show you like how unique this really was and how distraught Hannah really was. So Eli thinks she's drunk. He says to her, how long will you be drunk? Get rid of your wine. (laughs) Now, what's really funny about this is, you know, Eli, who is the priest, he had these two sons, which were 
uh, briefly mentioned in verse three. It says the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas were priests to Yahweh and they were there. Now, what's interesting is Hophni and Phinehas, Eli's two sons, were drunkards, were sexually promiscuous and were just all around terrible men. And so it's kind of hypocritical for Eli to come up to Hannah and yell at Hannah for having wine when he didn't do that to his own sons. Just just a thought. So he yells at Hannah to get rid of her wine. And so Hannah answers, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have not been drinking wine or strong drink. I poured out my soul before Yahweh. Don't consider your servant a wicked woman, for I've been speaking out of the abundance of my complaints and my provocation. So she doesn't tell Eli what's going on exactly. But, you know, Eli comes and and interrupts her prayer and she defends herself, obviously. And so Eli, realizing that Hannah was a unique woman who was coming to the temple to actually pray (laughs) and to pour out her soul to Yahweh, because that's what Yahweh wants of us, by the way. He wants to have a personal relationship with each individual person, with each of us. And so he loves when we cry out to him, when we pray to him, when we are worshiping him. He loves it. So Eli, realizing that Hannah is that type of woman and not a drunk coming to cause problems, he says to her, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. So Eli gives her this nice little blessing. And I don't know if Hannah thought that was some kind of, uh, you know, a sign from God, maybe that he was going to answer her prayer. But Hannah is excited. She says, Let your servant find find favor in your sight, which is an old fashioned way of saying thank you so much, basically. And so she goes her way and she eats and she drinks and her facial expression wasn't sad anymore. And this reminds me of times when I have been very upset about something and I just get some peace after, you know, crying to God or something like that. That peace that God gives you just makes the sadness kind of fizzle just kind of makes it disappear. And that's happened to me quite a few times, actually. The same exact thing that happened to Hannah here. Her facial expression wasn't sad anymore. The cool thing about Hannah's story is that even though so many years had passed, Hannah did not give up hope that God could hear her and that God would hear her. So to conclude, take encouragement in Hannah's story and have faith that God does in fact hear your prayers, but that God is waiting for a reason. And sometimes he's saying no for a reason also. But in Hannah's case, God was actually waiting to give Hannah a baby in the proper time period. He was waiting for the right time. So don't give up hope. Continue praying to God about whatever is making you feel super distraught in your life because God does hear your prayers. Okay, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of season seven and the first episode of First Samuel. And guys, I hope that you all have been enjoying the Bible Explained podcast thus far. And if you have been, please go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If they have a rating system, please rate the Bible Explained podcast five stars. And also write a little review so that I can read them. Because I do read all of your guys' reviews. Even though I can't respond to them, 
I do read them and I do enjoy them pretty greatly. Last week, I was pretty sick and I mentioned how I had been drinking tea because I was sick. And so Caitlin responded on Spotify. She said, sick or not, Jen drinking tea in the morning is terrible. And I couldn't agree more, Caitlin. I could not agree more. Tea is actually terrible. And me having to drink it because I was sick was truly the most terrible thing about being sick. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for that response, Caitlin. It, It gave me a nice little chuckle when I saw it. And guys, I love seeing those kinds of responses. And sometimes I like to read them on the podcast as well. So please leave a review or a response if you haven't yet to the Bible Explained podcast. All right, friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all on the next podcast episode. Tomorrow we'll be in the book of Acts. Faithful listeners, happy listening and God bless.